Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Cedric Golden, Austin American statesman, joins us on 365 Sports. Cedric, let's start with uh, Quinn Ewers. What do you know or what has been said the latest on him? Hey, David. Uh, they Sarkeesian on Monday said that he's been he's gone from week to week to day to day, which is a little cryptic. It didn't say that he's out for this week, but uh, it's definitely trending toward him coming back sooner rather than later. The question is, will he be back at TCU? I think, excuse me, <coughs> I think they're going to play the, the kid Malik Murphy because they believe they can beat TCU without Quinn Ewers. Now, I do say this, brother, he, this, these, are, these, these are the times when they, they can't afford to slip up. This is as good as they've been in a long time. And they really need not to run into that win- that one game that gets them every year. Uh, they should be able to beat TCU without Quinn. That's what it says on paper. But history says that they've lost seven of the last nine against TCU, so including the game last year where they didn't score an offensive touchdown with B. John Robinson on the team. So. I still think they're going to win the game, and I think Malik Murphy's going to play. But I could see Quinn Ewers coming back for the next game at Iowa State. Yeah, at this point, Cedric, it would feel to me like that would be rushing it for the sake of rushing it and and, and maybe have him dressed and ready, but starting him might, might be a little bit ridiculous because then sometimes – you know, I know the Willis Reed tough guy, like, look what this guy's doing is great, but sometimes that can be more of a detriment than the emotional boost that it can be because he's hurt. He's not able to play at his full strength, and he can't do the things that you need him to do. Uh, that's an excellent point, and you're showing your age by bringing up Willis Reed. These, <laughs> kids, don't, these kids don't know who that is. Oh. Maybe Paul Pierce in a, maybe Paul Pierce in a wheelchair, yeah. maybe a little bit closer, but – I know what you mean there, and um, there's no question he's a football player. He's pretty tough, and he's he's gotten he's gotten hurt before. This is I don't know that this is as bad as the Alabama one because Alabama we saw him in a sling for the next three games. He hasn't uh, he hasn't been seen in a sling uh, the last the last week or so. So I think I think that he's probably coming back. I don't think it's this week. Uh, we got to be smart with this. If you're Steve Sarkeesian because of the Longhorns are, are right where they need to be. Man, if they hadn't blown that Oklahoma game, uh, they're, they're, they're in the top four, uh, obviously. But there are some one-loss teams that have good resumes, like Oregon uh, that, and Alabama, even though Texas beat them, uh, that, that are going to be able to beat better teams than the Longhorns are going to be facing. Uh, down the stretch so they can't mess this one up 
Cedric, how did you feel like Malik Murphy performed in his time uh, back there? Uh, he's a freshman. Uh, he played like a freshman. He flashed some really good arm talent. He made some really, really young mistakes. That happened to a first-year guy who hasn't played competitive football in a couple of years. So uh, he, he's definitely got some upside. He hasn't even tried to run yet. I'm interested to see what he can do with his feet. I've seen his high school tapes. He ran pretty well. Uh, so uh, on this particular team, the way it's made up, it's set up for him to be successful. He has a pretty good offensive line. He's got a running back who's already over 1,000 yards with three, yard, with three games still remaining and a backup behind him who's explosive as well, and C.J. Baxter. So uh, great receiving talent, A.D. Mitchell and Xavier Worthy, Jatavian Sanders at tight end. So he basically has the key to a Rolls Royce. He's just got to make sure he doesn't run into any fire hydrants. He's got a chance uh, to quarterback this team to a third straight win and not have to be the best player on the field. So I, I like what I've seen from him. He needs to understand what managing a game is mm-hmm. and not try to do too much because with the teams that they have left on the schedule, uh, he doesn't need to win games for him, but he damn sure don't need to lose games for him because that could happen if he's throwing the ball around like he was. K-State dropped two interceptions on Saturday. You know, Cedric, uh, I, I bumped into somebody early in the morning one day, and they're like, man, we gotta, we, we need Ewers back. Well, of course they want him back, but – is there as much appreciation for the patience that Malik Murphy has shown, the loyalty to Texas? Is there a little bit of simmer about maybe people frustrated with him? I Considering the situation, I thought he's done what he can do. He's a kid, man, and he just got started. Yep. Uh, Vince Young wasn't ready as a, as a, as a redshirt freshman. Uh, he was okay. He, he didn't get that job until after the Oklahoma game. So I think I think that he's done what they've asked him to do. I think he's made a couple of nice plays. I think he's he's played uh, good football and he's played bad football. But that's what you get from an inexperienced quarterback. I think he's going to be way better this time next year than he is right now. But he hasn't gotten a beat yet. They have a really good defense that stood its ground and, and received a nice gift from Chris Kleiman when he didn't kick the tie-in field goal down the stretch. So they're in a position to do some special things. I think this kid has done his part. He hasn't lost them any games, and his job is to win one more game. And you have to think after that, guys, that Quinn Ewers will be back for Iowa State. Cedric, the, um, the close games is has been impressive outside of Oklahoma in that – they appear to be making more veteran decisions in that and not, you know, they could have let last week get away and it looked like it was about to, uh, but they they made big plays when they had to. They play with a different confidence now, don't they? They're an old team. They've got a bunch of guys that are seniors. They have their best players are their old guys. Uh, Jalen Ford is an old guy and, and, and David Bend is an old guy. And uh, uh, they've got a couple of good young guys. The, the left tackle, Kelvin Banks, Jonathan Brooks, those guys are, are, are new to the game. John, uh, Banks is in his second year, and he's an NFL prospect. Uh, they, they've sung the blues before, and I've written this before, guys. No one wants to hear a guy sing the blues if he hasn't been through something. These guys, this senior class, they've been through it, man. They've blown that. They blew that 28-7 to lead to OU. 
they they lost to Kansas at home. So they don't want to go back to how bad it was. Now that things are great and they're feeling good about things and they have a chance to get out of here with a bowl game that's not played in the state of Texas, even though we'll take the Cotton Bowl, that would be, for the media, that is the best thing going. I love the Cotton Bowl. It's been 20 years since I've covered one. I love the Cotton Bowl. But I'm telling you, uh, they have a chance to do something great. And it's, it's the first time since two, since they won the Sugar Bowl. And that was 2018. And Sam Ellinger said they were back. And guess what? They were not back. They were not back. That was just a great weekend in the Big Easy. They followed up with a 76. So it, it's time. It's the most talented crew that Texas football has seen since 2009 when they made it all the way to the championship game. There's no reason to think that they won't win these next three games and, and be in the Big 12 title game. The most talented team doesn't always win the Big 12, but Texas is undoubtedly the most talented team from top to bottom. And for the first time in a long time, they're playing through that talent. Cedric, I know hindsight's twenty twenty, and they're on to, to the next one in TCU, but uh, what did you think of the finish to that K-State game and Chris Kleiman's decision to go for two? He, he cited his guys just being exhausted and they needed to get out of there, but just being there in person, kind of feeling the ebb and flow. What were your thoughts on how that game wrapped up? You know, I can't tell a guy to coach his team, and he knows his personnel better than any of us. But, man, if, if I've got Will Howard dealing on Texas, and he was dealing, guys. Mm-hmm. He was yep. dealing on that secondary. And I've got an inexperienced quarterback who's thrown it up for grabs a couple of times. I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play the long game there, even though they say to go for the win on the road. Go for the win on the road. I get that. But in this circumstance, I would have kicked the field goal. I would have taken the football. I would have tried to score a touchdown. And then I would have tried to make Malik Murphy do something he's never done. And that's win a college football game when trailing. I, that would have been my my play. But Chris Kleiman is a hell of a coach. Yeah. Uh, K-State's good every year because of him. And um, the second guessing wouldn't be fair to him because he knows what he has in that locker room. And he made a gutsy call and it didn't work out. If he scores, I mean, it's like, my God, I, I was like, there's no way you do this. You try to go for the win on the road like Houston went for two at the end of the game. You do that. Uh, do you feel like this, because Texas, that, that that's a game that the last 10 years they lose that one, like maybe six times. Or the game with Houston, Absolutely. they don't get a break or they don't make a break, or they and they probably lose that four out of 10 times. Is that one of the things that you also notice they're winning some of those that otherwise they burp? And, uh, and and have a problem? Smokey, you, you hit it right on the nose. They don't win this game. They don't win these kind of games a couple of years ago or even last year when, they're, when they were when they were blowing 10-point leads. Um, they have uh, – when, when they're in Houston after that game, uh, we're talking to Jalen Ford, the linebacker in the press room, or what counted as a press room. It was a, it was a closet. I mean, it was just awful, but uh, – so Vondre Sweat, their, their star defensive tackle, walks in and he goes, Jalen Ford, we would have lost that game last year. And Ford, I mean, three years ago, and Ford goes, oh, yeah, we'd have gotten beat. Uh, it's, 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 called, it's called culture, and Sarkeesian has brought his culture. He's got complete buy-in. He's got good leadership on both sides of the ball. They believe in his vision. They believe in what he's selling. And it, when you have total belief in a locker room, you can win those kind of games. 
Now, is it? It's kind of a poisonous pill. You, uh, the fan base would much rather mix in some blowouts. They love to see a thirty-one seventeen win in Fort Worth, but uh, I don't. I don't know that, that they're going to blow out TCU because TCU always seems to show up. But the one thing I will say: last year, Sarkeesian lost them that game. He wouldn't give Bijan Robinson the ball. He just refused to give it to him, and so. I think that uh, he learned from that. And if he's smart enough to start kicking field goals in the first quarter, first half when you're up, and, and pocket those wins and stop trying to land the knockout blow, I think it's going to help his young quarterback because it's easier to play as an inexperienced player when you're, when you're playing with house money and you're ahead. Cedric, again, as you've pointed out pretty well, I mean, there's there's not a lot of weaknesses on this football team. Uh, they're going to be favored the rest of the way until the postseason. Um, but if you were to look and, and try to see where somebody could, you know, crack the armor there, is it in that secondary? Is that about the only place that you would look at this point in time? Yeah, and the young quarterback, yeah. Oh, the quarterback, yeah. You, yeah. You, you, you rattle that young quarterback, and you can get you can get some cheap turnovers. But that secondary has been struggling, guys. They've, they've given up some chunk plays. Uh, they've been caught peeking into the backfield. Uh, Keaton Crawford was hurt this past week and, and didn't get to play. And uh, I, th- I think uh, if, if, you know, this Max Duggan and Quentin Johnston, TCU's had a big chance to win this game. But it's not. It's Hoover and and, some, and the Monty Bailey. And, and uh, there's no Kendra Miller. And so – uh, they lost a lot of really good guys, a lot of good players from that national runner-up. Uh, with that said, uh, I would test Texas deep. I would test them over the middle. They've been having problems with crossing routes, uh, being chasing those guys, uh, get them out in coverage, make those linebackers tackle one-on-one. That's That should be the goal, and, and then maybe take your shots. That's where you can really hurt Texas, uh, but the problem is, can you hold up in time to let those routes develop? Because the uh, pass rush has been coming on lately. And uh, in Tavondre Sweat and Byron Murphy the second, mm. uh, they have two of the most disruptive defensive tackles in all of college football. And when you're getting a rush from the middle of the line, it makes it easier for those defensive ends and those linebackers to make plays. I don't know who, which quarterback. It could have been any quarterback that has always said, you got the blind side hits that cause a strip sack, whatever, and you have one that's coming from the right side or your face side. You see that one. So that, but there's nothing more disruptive when it comes from right <laughs> up the gut because you, 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 I mean, you back right into the backside, blind side of you. You know, it's just, it's, it's, it's disruptive. And they're, boy, they, they're so good. And then that last play with Howard. They destroyed yeah. Kansas State. Destroyed the front on that play when they, they went did. for the champ or went for the uh, the touchdown in in the overtime. Destroyed them. Absolutely did. You know, and to make and to make your point even more, Smokey, one only needs to watch that that film of of Aaron Donald blowing up the middle, and there's Geno Smith, and he yells out, "Oh my God!" <laughs> I mean, I mean. He saw 99, and he's like, what do you do? I mean, it's like Jason Voorhees in a teenage wrestling yeah. movie. <laughs> you, you know you're going to lose that one. If, you know, if someone's coming off the edge, that's one thing. But if you see 99 and he's got a mm. full head of speed, can you blame Geno Smith for yelling, oh, my God? No. I was watching the game, and I yelled, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sitting in a blazing boy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. C- Cedric, that, that Texas blew up that play so well oh. that I couldn't tell what they were trying to do. 
Like, it just, they shredded the offensive line in that moment. And so watching it live, I was like, I, I don't even know what Kansas State planned yeah. to do. Uh, like yeah. I couldn't even figure it out. They tackled option A, B, and C, and then blew up the ones before that. It was uh, pretty impressive on that play. Pretty yeah. impressive. Yeah, they, when when they're playing like that, they can they can they can beat anybody. And remember, guys, they made Jalen Milrow look average. Yep. Now that kid's a lot better now than he was now. And if I'm Texas, I wouldn't want him part of Alabama now. They figured it out. But the Longhorns can say when they walk into that TFP room. If they walk in with one loss, hey, we beat Alabama. Absolutely. On what the do you road. got to say about that? On we the beat road. Alabama by, by double digits mm-hmm. on the road. If they beat that Oklahoma, our, our conversations would be a lot different right now than they are. But they didn't beat OU, and now they're, they're going to have to try to win with some style points, and they're not built for style points, guys. They play to the competition. They don't, they don't, they don't blow people out except for BYU. They, they haven't been that great against the numbers. So I think I think this is a chance for them to really uh, get get after uh, an inexperienced TCU team. I think it's going to be tougher than, than those, whatever, those 11 points spread or whatever. I wouldn't touch that with a 10-foot pole. But Sonny Dykes is going to be ready. He'll have something in his bag for Texas. Cedric Golden, Austin American Statesman, also a part of the Earl Campbell Tyler Rose Award as a voter. and uh, Speak on it, Smoke. Huh? Yes. Yes, sir. Speak on that. Yeah. We love that. We, we, Jalen Milrow uh, wins it this week. You just mentioned him and uh, had himself a hell of a game in that win against LSU. Thank you so much, my friend. Appreciate your time. Always good to talk to you guys. Take care. Cedric Golden, Austin American Statesman. Appreciate his knowledge of uh, UT and the win against K-State TCU coming up this week. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.